The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Eden Fantasies. Rediscover sex and visit www.edenfantasies.com. Good afternoon. Step inside the sensual world of sex with Jaya. This hour will bring you sex education like you've never heard before. It's uncensored, no holes barred advice to increase your sexual knowledge and performance. Now, here's your host, Jaya. I'm ready for sex with Jaya. How about you, D-Love? Oh my God, I could so use it. Yeah. Make everything all right. Sex with Jaya is stress relieving, isn't it? Oh, it's so stress relieving. Everyone should do it <laughs> at least once a week. You'd be pretty tired. At least once a week. That's about yeah. all we get these days, <laughs> if we're lucky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's up with that? So thing? December is Female Sexual Health Month, and today we have some really special guests joining us to talk about a woman's sexuality from puberty to menopause. But before we dive in, I have the Sexismatic Magazine article to review. So I was looking at their site today, sexismagazine.com, and there's so much great stuff in there. You know, like Nina Hartley has a column, and there's a column by a sex surrogate, which I was finding very interesting, and even a mommy, you know, column. So I like that because, yeah, I'm a mom, and all of us need to have sex, too. So, right, do you love no, after your mother, you're uh, you're done. That's I'm it. done. Oh, no more sex allowed. No. That's really depressing. <laughs> Are you sure? Well, it's what you know. That seems to be the the mode that everybody is going under. I, I don't right. think that should well, be the case. This That's mom, exactly why we're here to talk about. This women's mom's going to keep having sex, D Love. You're going to keep having sex. Yeah. Well, me too. Then. Okay. Good. We're on the same page then. Yeah. So anyway, this week I picked an article about hormones and menopause um, because it had a ton of comments and I wanted to see what they were saying. And I completely related to the article. I'm not in menopause, but the woman talked about being anemic and needing lots of iron and then just having no sex drive and being just things so totally out of whack that she finally went to her doctor and he put her on progesterone, natural progesterone and um, her sex drive went through the roof. She was talking about her husband and couldn't keep up because he was going through andropause, which I guess is the the male equivalent to menopause. And, uh, yeah, so I'm relating to that because I had to go on bioidentical hormones because my hormones completely plummeted, and I went into menopause after having a baby. Hmm. Mm. Very interesting. So um, D-Love has been dealing with me and my hormones, right? Yeah, the stuff they don't tell you before you have a baby even the women yes. can have gone through it all. It's like there's a conspiracy out there. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping all the information 
right. themselves. Right. <laughs> Maybe no one would have babies then. I think that's the thing. Like, they want you all to join the club, and it's an initiation, yeah. and you have to go through it, and you're not going to get all the information. And everybody's story is different. You know, there's people who go through it who are have almost no issues, and then there's people who wanted to make a baby their entire life, and their whole story of their birth is a trauma. Right. So, so are we going to get some intimacy time, do you love? I want to know. Um, well, we're going to go make our baby <laughs> official today. <laughs> but we are going to get intimacy time. Okay. Okay. So I have an amazing woman on the show today, Ms. Sherry Winston, who's my new favorite sex educator. And Gina Ogden may be joining us, whom I greatly admire because I, I heard her speak at the ASEP conference, and she wrote a book called The Return of Desire, and it has a little chapter on rediscovering your passion after having a baby, which I really, really loved. And both of them teach workshops regularly, and they're just pioneers. I think they're just awesome, awesome pioneers in female sexuality. So I have Sherry on the line now. Sherry, hello. Hey, Jaya. Hey, D-Love. Hello. It's so, so good I to be am on your really. Show again. Go ahead. It's what so did great you say? to be on your show again. Mm, yay! So great to have you. How's your show going? I know you have a show on the, the Voice America Network as well. Oh, we've been having a blast. It's been so much fun. Awesome. So we are just going to jump in because I know you have a lot to say about this topic, having written the book, <laughs> Women's Anatomy of Arousal, and just your background with uh, being a midwife and a nurse and all kinds of amazing things uh, and being the executive director of this Center for Intimate Arts, that you have a lot to say on this topic. Boy, do I. Um, and I'll, I'll just start off with what you were already talking about which is that it's almost as if it's this big secret. Uh, mm-hmm. And people are surprised over and over again about the changes that women go through at different times of their sex life. And I mm-hmm. think it's part of why we don't understand female sexuality very well, because we don't understand that these changes are normal, they're natural, they can be... Uh, expected and that there are ways to deal with them so that they have a less negative impact. Hmm. And, you know, I would even say that women change monthly. It's not like just mm. over our lifetimes, but just based on our hormonal cycle throughout the month. Exactly. Women are lunar creatures. We are We are tied to the cycle of the moon, so... After we go through our, our first big transition of puberty and we start bleeding, then we become these cyclic creatures where we go through phases very much like the moon. I think it's a great, we actually used to bleed when the moon was dark and ovulate when the moon was full. And women were all tied to that moon cycle throughout the world and women everywhere would bleed at the same time and it was part of being in community Um, and now that we've got artificial light and all sorts of other influences we bleed at all different times but we still go through this cycle where we have the the bleeding time and that is a very internal time and then we start shifting into more external 
social, outgoing phase of our cycle, and when we ovulate, we're at our, our most outgoing and highest energy and sexiest, and that's Because we got to attract a man in while we're ovulating. And we and, hmm? <laughs> Definitely have to attract that guy at that time. It's all biological, right? huh? It's yep. completely biological. And, and we're, we supposedly have hidden ovulation, but the truth is that studies have shown that, that women, when they're ovulating, um, get more attention from men, are perceived to be more attractive. They tend to wear skimpier clothing. They get touched more. Um, and the same woman, two weeks later, will, will be deemed somewhat less attractive by the same guy. So we really, there are all sorts of signals we give out that we might not be, even be conscious of. Um, and then we go through, then, then our cycle shifts, and after we ovulate, we start, like the moon when it's waning, we start turning back inward. And that's a thing that most people don't really understand and know how to deal with. And then we get, can get pregnant, or some of us can or do, and that's a whole other shift in our sexuality during pregnancy. And then a birth is actually a sexual event, which we could talk more about if you want. And then here's the, the other piece nobody was, talks about much is the postpartum and breastfeeding phase, which has an enormous effect on sexuality. And then, of course, you, um, if you're lucky, live long enough to get to where I am right now at 50, where I'm looking at saying goodbye to those cycling years. And that's another big shift. So I think it's important to just start out with understanding that female sexuality changes. It's changing all the time. It changes every day. It changes from month to month. It changes throughout our lifetime. How are you feeling, D-Love? How am I feeling? Yeah, hearing all this. As a man. Uh, Well, I mean, I've been immersed with this with you for... The, this whole process, so I'm. It's not a surprise to me, and I think it's that uh, to me, all of this knowledge lends more opportunity to be accepting and loving as all transitions come and go. You know, men have their own cycles as well, and they're even less pronounced and harder to read. Um, mm. You know, men will actually start. Um, tuning into a woman's cycle when you live with a woman and you're in connection with her, you will actually start um, aligning with her cyclic um, energy levels and things. It's really interesting. So, and so D-Love so wanted a bigger sign. He wanted women to howl in the streets when they were going when they were ovulating. <laughs> mm-hmm. He has a whole story about how funny it would be if we were like cats and started yowling all the women. <laughs> well, you know the reason we're not. We're not like cats. We don't go into heat in an obvious way, uh, is that we can then have sex all the time, unlike most mammals, which is one of the strategies we use to keep the guys hanging around. <laughs> I think that's a really good strategy. Plus, I, you know, really I think yelling in the street isn't very sexy. Well, here's the thing. If we were only sexually receptive when we were fertile, then there'd be a lot less motivation for the guys to hang around and help us raise those little critters that we produce. Because as you now know, as a new mom, they are the most amazing amount of work. I mean, it's just phenomenal yes. how a baby uh, <laughs> takes so much time and energy. And 
you know, they're born so immature and they take so long to grow up. So really from an evolutionary perspective, it's really paid off to say, well, hey, I can have sex even when I don't, can't make a baby. And the guys go, oh, great, well, I'll hang around for that. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So we're talking with Sherry Winston. What website do you prefer, Sherry? SherryWinston.com or your um, IntimateArtsCenter.com? Well, they all go to the same place, but IntimateArtsCenter.com is the, is the primary site. Great. So people can go to IntimateArtsCenter.com to find out more about our guest, Sherry Winston, and we're talking all about women's sexual health um, and just how things change all the way from puberty to menopause. We'll come back with more Sherry Winston and Sex with Jaya when we return. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, this is Gila, co-host of Sex with Jaya, and we have a special holiday offer for all of our fans out there. Visit us at redhottouch.com and receive 25% off any order placed before January 15, 2010. Just enter coupon code SEXWITHJAYA at checkout. If you love this show, you'll love learning from Jaya's books and videos. Plus, they make great gifts for that special someone or you can download now for an instant romantic holiday of your very own. Just go to redhottouch.com and use coupon code SEXWITHJAYA. 25% 25% off. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. The Sports Mavericks Show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks Show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award Program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. 
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned in to sex with jaya to ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 feeling shy send an email to jaya at missjaya.com that's j-a-i-y-a at missjaya.com now back to sex with jaya we're talking with Sherry Winston, the Intimate Arts Center uh, director and also the author of Women's Anatomy of Arousal, Secret Maps to Buried Pleasure. And her website is intimateartscenter.com. You can check out more about all the classes and all the amazing things that are going on there on her site because it's awesome and she's my new favorite sex educator. So. Sherry, I can't say enough about you and your book because, uh, you know, I've just, I've been telling all of my students, you have to have a copy of this book in our postpartum sex study right now, um, just so that they understand what's happening in their own bodies. And we have a lot of women whose cervix aren't moving out of the way during sex and they're having a lot of cervical pain. Um, So... It's really great to be able to show them the drawings in your book and invite them to really look at arousal in their bodies. So thank you very, very much for writing this book. Well, thanks for your compliments. I really appreciate it. Um, I was, you know, I was a midwife and worked in the world of birth and a gynecological nurse practitioner, and before that I was a massage therapist and holistic healer. So when... um, after 20 years of being in that world, it became so clear to me how this system is one integral system and how there's so much that people don't understand. Uh, what we're talking about today, about the fluctuations and changes in female sexuality, most people don't understand. Uh, so writing the book was, my, was a mission. And, mm. and it's my mission to get this information out there. People need to yes, know this. For People sure. People want to know it. People are so hungry for this. Um, very, we were just, very we were talking, hungry. They are. We were talking before about uh, postpartum sexuality in particular. Uh, and here's one of the things that I used to say to women during pregnancy. For a lot of women during pregnancy, sex is great. They're really into it. A smaller percentage of women are really not into sex and their libido really shifts in pregnancy but most women during pregnancy they're really juicy really horny really can't get enough and I would encourage people to get plenty of sex during pregnancy because there's probably going to be a drought afterwards and they should prepare for it (laughs) yes we have to prepare for the drought the famine get all of our uh, our fruits stored up Exactly. When when um, I was really glad when I had my son, who's now 21 years old, but when I had him, I was shocked at how little I wanted to have sex afterwards. And if I didn't know that was normal, I would have thought there was something wrong with me. I would have thought there was something wrong with my partner. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was doing mm-hmm. such a bad job all of a sudden. Uh, I would have our, our marriage would have really been in trouble if I hadn't known it was normal and had some ideas about what I could do about it. So I was really glad. And even I those knew of us who it. have a sex drive, like I don't have, like I have mass sex drive. I'm raging, but um, the time. You know, once you have a baby, making the time and having, you know, I'm finding my partner's exhausted. Do you love? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Babies are exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, so there's, a, there's a, we, we weren't designed to live in these isolated nuclear families. And in traditional cultures, there's a whole mass of people around to do things. But we don't have that, so we wind up doing everything, and it's absolutely exhausting. And so it's not surprising that by the end of the day we're tired. We might have what I call touch-itis, which is um, if you've been holding the baby all day and, and, and nursing the baby and just had the baby all over you all day, by the end of the day sometimes you're just like, I don't want anybody to touch me now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And... and um, and it's a challenge just because, you know, we're, tr- we're all trying to do our work and live our lives and m- make food and, and just do all these things that uh, are incredibly time and energy consuming. And I think even for people who don't have a new baby, with the work schedules people have and all the other demands of life, I'd say one of our cultural challenges is finding the time and the energy for intimacy. Mm-hmm. In new baby land. Yeah, we do not make sex a priority in, in our culture. No. And because it's no, not a priority, really we don't make it. the time. And, and we don't value it. I mean, we don't think it's mm. important enough uh, to give it that time or work is more important or other things are just more important. So it's about looking at where where is it on your list of important things to do. And... Mm-hmm. What are you going to do about it? I mean, literally, I'm I'm a big fan of scheduling dates. And yep, that's what you know, D Love and I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to, or it we just have goes our away. our intimacy date. Yes. Right. And what I like to say to people is, an intimacy date doesn't have to include sex. And I think that's important that it can include contact and massage and conversation and all sorts of other things because I think we also need to make space for non-sexual intimacy. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Sometimes D-Love and I, we just do holding or we do massage or we do a sensual bath together. Um, Some of those are really, really good ways to stay connected, even though you may not be having physical intercourse. So I I want to ask you if you know much about hormones and what kind of role they play in sexuality. Um, I do. Let me just say one more thing, though, before we go sure. to that, which is for, for women who sex drive is reduced because they had a baby, they're breastfeeding, menopause, stress, whatever, um, and men can go through reduced sex drive times, too, that if you have those intimate, non-sexual intimacy times, your relationship can stay really healthy and vital, but if sex is your only connection and then that's not happening then your relationships tend to really get into trouble. Yeah. So. Yeah, I see the same exact thing, especially if there's pressure. It just mm-hmm. seems to build resentment. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And it's okay for one partner to be sexual if the other doesn't want to be and to still be in connection. So for, uh, again, the common scenario is women after they've had a baby are not as interested, especially uh, in the early time. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't hold your sweetie while he self-pleasures um, mm-hmm. and, and love him and be connected to him even if you don't feel like having sex with him. It, you can still be in intimate space and uh, support and encourage your partner's sexuality even if yours is not at the same level at that time. Now. Yeah, I just have a... Um uh, I just ordered a fun toy for D-Love and I, which is a masturbation sleeve. And I think a lot of women are sort of scared of these things because they feel like they t- it takes the place of them as opposed to something that they can they can be part of. And so I'm really excited about, you know, playing with that. The, the Tanga flip hole is coming, D-Love. <laughs> Putting me on the spot, are you? You were looking into it last week. Well, you, you the whole it's our sexy ho 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 present. Yeah, I'd never used these anything like that, and there was so much chatting about how great it was. I was checking it out. So well, well now you're going to really get to check it recently. out with me. Mm-hmm. We What's just that, got Terry? one recently, and and it's been a fun toy. Yeah. So. Wow. So I'm, uh, you know, Sherry Winston has part, one now. We now we have to try it. you know the thing about toys is it's all about just keeping things fun and something new and finding different ways to play you know so you keep it interesting and lively also so i think it's important yeah um, so we have a couple minutes before break and i had asked you the question about hormones and sexuality so we can get started on that before we go because i know it's more than a two-minute topic but um, what's your take on hormones? Topic, but I'll, I'll give you a, a minute on it, which is that the dance of hormones is incredibly complex, and Western science is only under has only got a fraction of the picture at this point, and they think they know, <laughs> they act like they do, but they don't really. It's a really mm. complex system. It's all integral. All of the different hormones are connected. There's a mind-body-spirit connection with our hormones. There's, you know, a genetic piece. And um, it's so complex that it's hard to make almost any generalized statements about it. Um, I will anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But it is... Uh, it's really quite beyond our current knowledge to really fully understand it, I think. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm uh, postpartum. All of my hormones just completely plummeted. Of course, that's natural to happen after birthing the placenta. But um, I and I, my body hair stopped growing completely. I had no body hair. It was the strangest thing to me. So I went to the doctor and they had me tested and my estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone were all, all very low, as well as my iron. So they put me on bioidentical hormones. And, um, you know, I've been, I've been fiddling with them, trying to find the right dosage. But I'm still pretty much in a menopausal state. And my mm-hmm. baby's now almost nine months old. So it's, uh, I think part of it's the exclusive breastfeeding, but 
But it's just interesting how um, hormones have played a role in my sexuality. And so when we come back, we'll talk some more about that. And I want to also dive into some other topics around virginity and um, women who've never had orgasms, because I think that those are really um, big pieces of female sexuality. So when we return, more with Sherry Winston on Sex Jaya. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, this is Dee Love, co-host of Sex with Jaya. And we have a special holiday offer for all our fans out there. Visit us at RedHotTouch.com and receive 25% off any order placed before January 15, 2010. Just enter coupon code SEXWITHJAYA at checkout. If you love this show, you'll love learning from Jaya's books and videos. Plus, they make great gifts for that special someone. Or download now for an instant romantic holiday of your very own. Just go to RedHotTouch.com. And use coupon code SEXWITHJAYA for 25% off. Are you ready to grow your business? Listen for the Independent Business Owner Show with your coach, Rick Carrado. This entertaining talk radio program will bring you the tools to help increase your business. You'll learn sales success, time management, lead generation, business development, life balance, and much more. Rick Carrado is here to help you take your business to the next level. Listen for the Independent Business Owner Show, heard live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. So during break, Sherry, you said something about hormones postpartum being mother nature's birth control and you know i really like that because you don't want to have another baby right away so i love that our bodies do that you know mother nature doesn't want you to have a a baby right away either and the thing is that if a woman is doing natural breastfeeding and by natural breastfeeding i mean um the baby does not get a pacifier the baby doesn't get a bottle the baby gets boob when the baby wants it and that's how human beings live for 99.9% of the time 
we were on this planet. And for most humans, the duration of the lactation period would be somewhere between three to five years. Now, Hmm. you don't nurse a two- or three-year-old the same way you nurse an infant or a six-month-old, but that breastfeeding, the baby sucking on the breast, literally tells the woman's body, you've got a baby, you're feeding a baby, don't make another baby. And for Mm -hmm. women who breastfeed that way and don't introduce solid food until, I used to say, don't give them food until they're they're ready to grab it off of your plate and take it away from you. (laughs) You know, nine Mm -hmm. months, a year, 14 months, whatever. There's no rush to give them anything other than breast milk because it's it's the perfect food. But if you breastfeed like that, most women will not start cycling again until somewhere between six months and two years after the baby's born. Mm-hmm. And for most women, the postpartum slash breastfeeding hormonal shift lasts an average of three years. And I've seen this even with women who are bottle feeding. It's more wow. obvious and pronounced when you're breastfeeding. Right. And in, I mean, and that's something that no one cultures, talks about is like, Okay, how do we deal with our sexuality these three years? No one is talking about that. It's just that at six weeks you get the okay from your doctor. Okay, now you can have sex. Yeah. But nobody's your saying you're going to have three years of, you know, your hormones being off. Or not yeah. off, they're and doing then, what they need to do. And then a lot of women get pregnant again. <laughs> right. Right, if you're having more kids. And it's right. really, it can really impact relationships because people don't understand this. So the, the first thing to understand is it's a natural phase. Um, now, it can be also, though, it can be made worse by nutritional deficiencies, like you're talking about anemia. Um, right. And something as theoretically simple as not having enough iron can make this much worse and make it go on longer. And... Maybe it's our modern culture. I'm not quite sure. Some women's bodies seem to get so shocked by the pregnancy and birth experience that they start having problems with their adrenal glands and other kinds of hormonal problems, thyroid problems, all sorts of things can sort of kick up at that point because the stress of pregnancy triggered something and things start going downhill. Like I was saying before, it's all connected. Our... our Sex hormones are not separate from our thyroid hormones and from our liver function and all this other stuff. So it's it's really a really multifaceted picture. Hmm. But so let's yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, part of it is to know what is normal and will resolve itself in time and what's even outside of that range and what could use some help from uh, either Western or alternative healing. And right, how do you so when maximize? to know when you need to shift things. Yeah, how do you know when you need or to Or go on a bioidentical like or a natural progesterone or something like that. Definitely, if you're going to do it, you want to work with somebody who really works with the bioidentical hormones and understands how to monitor it because there's a lot of fine-tuning that's necessary because your body, your own system, is intricately and elegantly fine-tuning itself all of the time. 
So those are important things to understand. And menopause can be very much like that postpartum period where it almost feels like somebody flipped a switch. And you're like, wait a minute, where did my, where did my sex drive go? Where did, my, where did my vaginal lube go? What happened? <laughs> when, when did I become mm-hmm. a desert down there? So I think a couple things are really important to understand. One is that we can influence our hormonal state and the sexual energy and the juiciness of our body by encouraging those systems. I like to think of it as um, when your hormones are running your sex drive, it's like a pot of water on the stove with a, with a low flame under it all the time. And that's how we were before we had babies or when our sex drive was really high and hot. And that meant the water was, only always, it was always kind of warm. And if you wanted to get sexy, you just turned the flame up a little and the water came to a boil. In the postpartum and in menopause, if you want to boil the water, you've got to go out and collect the wood and build a fire. Mm. <laughs> and we're all exhausted at this point. <laughs> right, right. It's like, oh, my God, now I have to go collect wood and build a fire? I don't think so. <laughs> but the more often you do it, the hotter your water stays, the easier it is to get it boiling the next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm reading so, this book called The White Tigress Green Dragon. And it's a Taoist sexuality book, and it talks a lot about female restoration and female sexual energy. And they basically say the same thing. Like, the more you cultivate it, the more sexual energy you have. Exactly. Exactly. And so what suggestions do you have for women who are experiencing, like, hot flashes? You know, speaking of fire, I think that the mm-hmm. fire might be a, a bad word for um, women in menopause. I have a friend who's going through it, and she can't, you know, like, her partner can't cuddle with her anymore because she can't stand to be touched, because it just seems like the intimacy brings on greater hot flashes. Well, you know, there are a lot of wonderful, natural things that women can do to support themselves through menopause, Um, and, and, you know, starting with herbal tonics, like, um, and the same things with pregnancy and postpartum, actually. I mean, a lot of the same herbs, like raspberry leaf. The, the mm-hmm. pregnancy tonic herb that we think of is fantastic for perimenopause and many, menopause as well. Um, all of the things that are really rich in, in nutrients like oat straw and nettles and those kind of really green, not, uh, not green tea, but the, the plants that are really green, all of those things can be great. And then there are herbs that are specific to the menopausal years that can help women with those symptoms. And there, there are wonderful resources out there for doing a, the more natural, tonic kinds of things, which can help a lot. And then there, there yeah, are... Black cohosh is a good one. Black cohosh is a good one. You know, there's lots of wonderful herbs out there, and I think it's always a... I always like to sort of start with the, the sort of most nourishing tonic kinds of herbs and interventions and then kind of work your way up. If that's not working, then you can do herbs that are stronger, like nettles would be like the first level, cohash, black cohash would be like the next level up. 
And then things like working with bioidentical hormones would be sort of the almost the most interventionist level. But the thing with with taking any kind of hormones is that women need to be careful about these things. There are and have been studies for a very long time that show that taking exogenous estrogen in particular, although progesterone, there's some things that they're beginning to wonder about, but estrogen in particular or things that are estrogen mimickers can increase risks of cancer and heart disease and all these other bad things that we don't want. So I'm not against using hormones, especially when you really need them. But try the more natural things. Try the more mellow things first because often that's all you need. And if you work with the super nutrition and the nourishing herbs and then maybe the more somewhat more uh, assertive herbs, often you'll, you'll get yourself through. And if you do need to take hormones, take as little as possible for as short a time as possible because ultimately you want your body to be able to do what it needs to do and adjust to to where you are in your life. So exactly. You know. So um, and you know, there's no one right of, answer for everybody. Also, hmm, right? Yeah, every single person's body is different. I think that also, you know, we've had such a male medical model that you know we we definitely need to take into account that every single woman's body is different and will have different reactions to these things like i'm i'm very sensitive so i just need like a teeniest tiniest little bit of hormones to just get me mm-hmm. back to where I, my body was doing the right thing and then also we're finding that adhesions in the pelvic floor and scar tissue actually affects hormones so mm-hmm. in working you know if you have a perineal tear that that could actually be affecting your hormonal system so it's really been fascinating research, and I'm I'm so excited. I can't wait to share all the things we've been discovering, but that it can, um, like the cranial system can also affect hormones. And so some of these alternative views um, can really help people to, to get back, you know, their, I'm, I'm saying, you know, getting their sexy back, get, getting back to feeling really juicy, and um, especially if your libido has, has gone out the window. And you I'm need so that glad balancing. you're doing a book about this, by the way, because there's just not much mm-hmm. out there for women uh, in this area. Yeah. and hasn't been for a long time. So I'm, I'm thrilled that you're doing this book. And, in fact, there's all sorts of things that can affect it. And I'll just add that you were talking before about the more you run your sexual energy, the better it's going to be. So that's the, one of the easiest ways to have a positive effect on your libido and your hormones. Mm. So while we're having our break, I'm going to be doing some uh, root locks, some Kegel exercises to get my sexual energy roused. And uh, we'll come back with more. Sherry Winston, IntimateArtsCenter.com, author of Women's Anatomy of Arousal, when we return with Sex with Jaya. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Christy Love, co-host of Sex with Gaia. And we have a special holiday offer for all of our fans out there. Visit us at redhottouch.com and receive 25% off any order placed before January 15, 2010. Just enter coupon code SEXWITHJAYA at checkout. If you love this show, you'll love learning from Jaya's books and videos. Plus, they make great gifts for that special someone, or you can download now for an instant romantic holiday of your own. Just go to redhottouch.com and use coupon code SEXWITHJAYA for 25% off. Total career success. What does it mean to you? Voice America presents a radio program dedicated to help you achieve your career goal. Even in times of economic uncertainty, you can achieve your financial goals. Whether you're a college grad, new in the working environment, or a top-level executive, you will benefit from the practical and proven advice on job search and career advancement. Join Ken and Cheryl Dawson every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, for Total Career Success on Voice America. Wake up with a unique daily show. Listen for Mitchell John in the morning. Mitchell will bring you news, sports, and stock news from yesterday. You'll hear interviews from high-profile figures from the world of sports, entertainment, politics, and authors. Mitchell will talk to people throughout America. This is a show that throws right down the center. It's fun, information, and yes, even a little bit of music. Catch Mitchell John in the morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on Voice America, and Thursdays on the Voice America Business Network. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. We're talking with Sherry Winston, author of Women's Anatomy of Arousal today, all about women's sexuality. You can find out more at my blog on my website, MissJaya.com or NewWorldSexEducation.com or RedHotTouch.com. They all go to the same place. Um, RedHotTouch.com uh, is probably the easiest one for everyone to remember out there. So uh, check it out and check out my blog. And uh, I'll, I also have Sherry's book available on my website for sale. So. And uh, she's the only one who isn't on my faculty who is, has her book there. So uh, I'm really loving this book. Um, so I want to talk, we've kind of gone backwards from menopause to postpartum sexuality back to menopause. But what about, you know, women who are just in college who want to feel more empowered about their sexuality, who are virgins? You know, I, I graduated from college late in life and was with a whole bunch of 18-year-old virgins who were just, like, getting drunk on the weekend and losing their virginity, and it was so sad to me. So I really want to empower college women and women who, you know, are there who've never had an orgasm, who are virgin. I know this is a whole topic for a huge show, but uh, what's your take on all of this, and what advice would you have for those women who are in the in just the beginnings of their sexual empowerment? It's a, it's a great question, and, and it's, 
true. We could easily do a whole show on it. So I will try and summarize. I think our culture does a terrible job of empowering anyone about their sexuality. <laughs> yes. And I know that <laughs> I, when I was young and exploring my sexuality, I had no clue what I was doing or why I was doing it. And a lot of what I did, I did because I thought I was supposed to um, and because that's what guys wanted and that's what I thought other people were doing. And and it was all about pleasing other people and trying to live up to some kind of a, uh, a media-promoted idea of what sex is and how sex is done. Now, I would hope, I would dream, I would want that many, many decades later, things would be different, things would be better. And it's just not. It's the same exact thing that I see happening with teen women um, and young men, too. This isn't really even about women. It's just about being at the... Be, the start of your journey of sexual exploration, which really, of course, for most of us actually starts in childhood, but we'll save that for another show too. But the problem is we've got this cultural idea that sex is something you do with somebody else or to somebody else or for somebody else. And I think that's wrong. I think sex first and foremost, is about our relationship with ourself. Every relationship we have with anyone else is premised on that foundation. And so if we want to be empowered in our sexuality, whatever age, wherever we are in our journey, but particularly at the beginning, the place to start is with your relationship with yourself. Now, when I say that, I am including having sex with yourself, as part of that, but that's only part of the picture. It's really about learning to trust your own internal authority and wisdom and using your own pleasure and what's working for you as a good guide as well as correct knowledge and information. So I like to encourage people, think about your own sexuality, Explore your own sexuality physically, but also emotionally, mentally. Learn, get information, because the misinformation and myths out there are still so prevalent. Um, and then really develop a good relationship with yourself. And then when you've got that, you've got this strong central core that you can always return to, and that will help guide you in making decisions about how and when you're going to explore your sexuality with anyone else. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I also have to add to that, just, uh, and I, this goes right along, it's just embodiment. We use the word embodiment. But, but knowing your body, getting into your body, knowing how your body works, I think the educational element is huge, and that's why I like your book, too, is because you have all these anatomy diagrams and things for women to really know how they arouse, what their parts are. Um, I think it's important for both men and women to know these parts and know these things, but 
um, just getting in your body and having an awareness of your body and what it feels like. And also, we have such a limitation around what orgasm is and and what's possible sexually because we don't have a lot of really positive sexual role models that we see regularly. So, you know, really getting into knowing that our pleasure potential just gets better and better and better throughout life. And I've heard menopausal women even say, it just gets better. It can, and that's been my experience so far, and I can't wait to see what's around the next bend because it's gotten as good at this point. But I didn't know those things when I started, and I think, you know, over half of teen women don't self-pleasure. And... So it's not surprising to me that when, when women have a, a challenge in finding their path to orgasm, it's one of the first things I always ask them is, is I don't usually use the word masturbate because it means the Latin for that is to pollute with your hand. So I like self-pleasure or solo sex or any of those things. Anyway, but the, the, you have to learn how to play your own instrument. So if you're challenged in finding your orgasm, and you, or you haven't ever had an orgasm or what you identify as an orgasm or you have a hard time having them, the place to explore and play and practice first is with yourself. And then when you find that pathway, then you can choose to share that experience with other people. But you really need to start with yourself. Yep. So, We've been talking with Sherry Winston, Women's Anatomy of Arousal. It's her book. You can get that at my site, redhottouch.com, or visit her site, intimateartcenter.com. Thank you so much for joining us. And on the self-pleasure note, I just have to say we released our female self-pleasure DVD just a month ago. So you can check that out at our website, redhottouch.com, for a whole female self-pleasure ritual about discovering your body as a tantric massage and meditation. And we also just released our sensual massage for pregnancy DVD. So you can see my unique perineal massage. Thank you so much, Sherry, for joining us. It has been a pleasure to have you back on the show. Thank you, D-Love, for always being there and being my co-host. You. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you. I've enjoyed Sex with Jaya. I've enjoyed Sex with Jaya. Have you? It's been good for me. Woohoo! <laughs> You have been listening to Sex with Jaya. For more, you'll have to tune in next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time to the Voice America Variety Channel. Don't forget to visit adamandeve.com with coupon code Jaya for 50% off. Now, make it the best weekend ever with tips you've learned from today's show. Thanks again for joining us. Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Eden Fantasies. Rediscover sex and visit www.edenfantasies.com. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.